Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So a $600 pension 10, 15 years ago won't buy much of anything here today. And why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a, a good job or own a house. A million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. Was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. And ignore him. Eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. Federal Reserve note will be your biggest financial liability. All right, we're live, streaming live. It is uh, Wednesday night, the November 11th, um, a very uh, important day in our history books. And so I'm excited to have a guest join us and definitely we might get a chance to touch on that a little bit. But as you guys can tell from the subject tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, precious metals, sound money, gold, silver, and how this could be you know, a great lifeline for a lot of people in a financial sense. So I'm happy to, ha- happy to have a returning guest, uh, Mr. Uh, Kenneth Amaduri, join us. But before I dive into him and go to that screen, I want to definitely acknowledge a couple people. Welcome, everybody, to the chat. Give it a second before we turn on turn the screen over and get your thoughts, Ken, before um, uh, the night's over. So we got Spirit, we got Scott, Joe, we got the New York Redneck, we got Professor Curtis, Excalibur. How you guys doing, man? Appreciate you guys tuning in. And so I want to get right to the discussion. So here we have the man himself, Mr. Kenneth Amaduri. How you doing, man? Hey, Mike. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on the show. A lot of important things to talk about. Um, I think a lot of people uh, have forgotten about gold as of lately. And uh, I think people need to rethink gold at the moment and and, uh, value it once again and and pay attention to it in this environment. Because, you know, a lot of the things that we were saying for the longest time now Mm -hmm. are starting to come to pass. And the window of opportunity to be positioned correctly I believe is closing. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to talk about the importance of precious metals in this environment right. really before it's too late. Right, I understand. And so um so I think we first uh we first connected uh, maybe what two about two years ago or give or take. And so of course, you know, you run Crusher Street and so we're all in the same line of work which is to educate people and help people understand the importance of, you know, just things we didn't learn in school. So um, back in that time frame, you know, the metals weren't doing too good and people were uh, ex- excessively heavy in the cryptocurrency area. Excited about that. I think that was definitely during that uh, little bull run we had there. And so it's not going away. It's just, you know, not uh, the primary story of, of the people's lives today. So gold and silver, um, you know, th- there's a lot of movement, a lot of action in that uh, sector there. What, what are some things you probably come across or uh, things that people really need to focus on now? Well, I mean, there's a number of things. You mentioned the crypto space back in 2017. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the hype of Bitcoin, hype of the euphoria, the Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, <laughs> you know, all the stereotypical things 
that you hear. Everyone was getting in on it. And one thing that I actually said earlier today in another interview I did was uh, I believe right now with gold and silver, we're in a Bitcoin $3,000 moment mm -hmm. in September of 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, what people that were watching Bitcoin go to 3000, hoping to get in on it, mm -hmm. they're looking at 3000 going, oh, I missed it at 1500. Mm -hmm. I missed it at 2000. Mm -hmm. But here we are uh, having seen Bitcoin 20,000. And right now we're looking at Bitcoin 10,000. So even though Bitcoin 3000 seemed expensive at the time, mm -hmm. it was destined for a higher price and a lot of value was still there to be had. And mm -hmm. that's what I feel like we're seeing right now with gold and silver. Mm -hmm. People are hoping to see $1,300 gold again and maybe $15 silver. And I feel like those the psychology of the market will keep people on the sidelines from buying mm -hmm. because of the movements that we've seen. And what I want people to understand is that you know, $1,500 gold is still very cheap compared to, you know, $3,000, $5,000 gold that eventually we're going to see. It's not going to matter that you bought it at $1,500. Sure, you can buy more nominally if it's $1,300, but, you know, there is no guarantee. In fact, I don't think we'll ever see $1,300 gold mm -hmm. ever again. Yeah. So I believe that window of opportunity is starting to close the Purchasing of precious metals right now is off the hook. I want to say retail demand is up like 400 percent. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, so you can look at silver. I mean, what a billion ounces is produced a year in the SLV bought on an annualized basis, 500 million ounces. I mean, that's basically half the, the amount of silver that's produced in a year. And uh, total investment demand is only supposed to be 30 percent. And mm -hmm. the SLV is buying 500 million ounces on an annualized basis. Yeah. And ultimately, this sort of buying is is not going to last too long at these ultra low prices. And with everything that's going on with the markets, with everything that's going on with the Fed, uh, with everything that's going on around the world with this race to the bottom and mm -hmm. interest rates yeah. the opportunity is now there's going to be a transfer of wealth that happens from financialized assets into precious metals mm -hmm. and i want to be on the receiving end of that of that transaction and i believe uh those listening to this now those who've been positioned in precious metals and those you know who are going to get into it here in the near future are going to benefit greatly from uh, listening to a program such as this one today. Yeah, I do. I do agree. And so, as well as as all, I want to welcome everyone who's tuning in. I have Kenneth uh, Maduri joining us from Crusher Street, and you know, gold and silver is the topic, the primary topic for this evening because uh, he's he's passionate about definitely educating people. So am I, and 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 there's a lot of proof and and factual information out there that can re that should really convince people that this time it is different you know so all the other you know ups and downs were one thing but now if you just look at the price of metals and i think it was a total of 73 countries i heard someone say they are all experiencing relatively all-time highs or almost near all-time highs with gold especially and so it's just a matter of time before we return back to that similar status of uh, all time near high in gold and as well as silver. So, you know, it's one of the things where there's millions of people who are experiencing all time highs in their currency. Why not the Federal Reserve note <laughs> one day? Yeah. 
Well, and you know, what's not normal in this situation is, you know, these ultra low interest rates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Fed has been trying to tighten up monetary policy and especially going into the end of 2018 there, uh, the markets really started to respond mm -hmm. to the, the monetary tightening. And, you know, the markets have been trying to deflate since 2008 and they just injected it with a tremendous amount of QE yeah. and they kept stepping it up. And then as soon as they started to back off, we realized how dependent these markets are on artificial money printing. And honestly, I think they will take it to the next level of some sort of helicopter money, mm -hmm. uh, whether that's UBI or, or checks directly to the people. I believe something like this is gonna happen and it's gonna be an, an acceleration of, of monetary policy to contain this unsustainable situation. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, looking at what we saw at the end of last year, now, we, we're getting to a point where we have to reverse course. We got to lower interest rates again. And, and in many cases, you know, we have negative interest rates. I mean, I'm seeing articles right now. I mean, you're reading the same things, you know, $18 trillion of negative yielding bonds out there. I mm -hmm. think there's like 30 trillion of uh, debt out there that's, that's real negative yeah. yields, you know, if you subtract uh, inflation mm -hmm. from it. And so, you know, who in their right mind would lend money to receive less money back in the future? Yeah. And, you know, and the only people that are really doing that are sophisticated investors, uh, you know, betting, gambling, mm -hmm. to going to Vegas, betting that interest rates will go lower so that their price of the bond will actually go up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the type of investing that's going on in the bond market now. And it's all speculation. Yeah. And so that's that is not normal. It's not normal to lend money and to get less money back in, in the future. So we're dealing with a completely speculative, totally experimental monetary system, which ultimately is going to implode. Um, and the Federal Reserve has shot their wad, uh, so to speak. I mean, you know, they're going to do what they can to contain this situation. But um, I believe it's going to take a tremendous amount of helicopter money to again, contain this situation uh, before it, it collapses on itself. And again, people don't realize how quickly things can turn. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at the stock market right now, you know, things seem quote unquote normal because of earnings per share and, and all of the buybacks that have happened over the years. But mm -hmm. that's because of ultra low interest rates. Yeah. You know, that's the only way they've been able to contain their earnings per shares because companies go in and buy their own stock, reducing the number of shares outstanding. And then it, uh, you know, it, it, it lowers the earnings per share or the higher the earnings per share. And it looks normal. But when you unravel that, it cascades on itself. It builds momentum. People lose jobs. You know, the, the stock market corrects. It, that cascades in the real estate, construction. Mm -hmm. And as recessions really continue to play out, uh, it, it takes a while to flush out. And again, it's hard to see that now because everything looks somewhat normal from, you know, conventional Keynesian, you know, beer goggle lenses. Yeah, so we've had 10 uh, years we're in a situation now that things can turn very quickly and people should be prepared, especially those who are thinking about getting into precious metals. Uh, it's going to become a frenzy. It's yeah. going to be like that December 2017 Bitcoin era mm -hmm. where, you know, we saw Bitcoin go up a thousand dollars a day and, you know, five, ten thousand dollars 
in a week and then people are going to be more excited about $5,000 gold than they are $1,500 gold because they're they're thinking is for how quickly it's going to go from two to 5,000 that it might go from 5,000 to 20,000. They don't know. It's just going to be a greed uh, filled environment. And uh, especially the mining stocks. I mean, we're going to see some crazy things happen there. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage people to not be in that frenzy, but rather be positioned now and uh, be able to sit back a little bit more when this all starts to play out. Yeah, I do agree. And as always, for those that are just tuning in, I have Kenneth Amadori uh, for Across the Street joining us. We're going to be talking about gold and silver, as you guys can see. And so just definitely there's a lot of things occurring right now that makes right now the ideal time. Because I, in my personal opinion right now, metals is probably the cheapest it's going to be <laughs> uh, for some time in the foreseeable future until we iron out this mess or whatever the next decade. One of my things that I, I talk about often is, 2020 through 2030, and I actually did a video today about how I'm extremely concerned about the baby boomers, generation, uh, the older generation that have put in 40, 50 years. Now, they've been waiting for this moment in their lives to be able to sit back a little bit, dial back on work, or completely check out from work and just you know enjoy life and all that stuff like that. And my video earlier, I mentioned that this next decade... I don't think uh, it's going to be uh, as comfortable as uh, they would want it to be. So right now might be the worst time to ever really be looking to retire. And uh, and so what are your thoughts about the older generation? And, and we can't give advice, but we can share our opinions. And the importance of really probably, you know, utilizing some of that disposable income or whatever it might be to really grab a hold of some of the uh, some metal, probably a little bit more than you probably normally would. So it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, a lot of people look around, they look at the U.S. dollar, they look at, you know, the price of goods and whatnot, and they, they don't see hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it from the standpoint of a retiree who might have been able to get 7% pretty easily a number of years ago, mm -hmm. yeah. comfortably safe, uh, you know, maybe they could have retired with you know, $500,000, depending on their lifestyle, maybe a million dollars, depending on their lifestyle. Um, but now at ultra low interest rates, mm -hmm. yeah, you bet that that lump sum that you need has seen hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you, what, to comfortably, to, to invest in something conventional, quote unquote, risk-free, mm -hmm. I mean, you need 10, 15, $20 million to retire to live off any sort of interest bearing asset right now and especially mm -hmm. if we go negative i mean there is no living off of it it's just right. live off of your uh your your actual principal kill yeah. the cow and i hate that idea i <laughs> i love the idea of of being able to to save money and, and drink the milk right don't mm -hmm. slaughter the cow but you drink the milk from from the interest that mm -hmm. you make from your money uh and that's really not what we're seeing right now and i would totally agree right now is a very difficult time uh, for anyone to retire. And it's very sad because the people that are trying to retire have worked for what, 30, 40 years of their life. Mm -hmm. And so the wealth that they have saved up, whether it's, you know, $200,000, $100,000 or $10 million represents decades of hard work and of labor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that money needs to be very much respected. And it's different than somebody who's worked, you know, for a couple years, who saved $10,000, uh, you know, a young millennial 
who's who can you know replace that in, in maybe a year or a couple months of yeah. of uh, of working. But yeah. we're talking about people who've saved their entire career. I mean, this is extremely important for people to protect what they have. And absolutely, I think precious metals are a great place for people to put some of this, some of their wealth in. And if you are a little more aggressive, the mining shares are going to be an area that we see explosive gains here Mm -hmm. in the very near future. Uh, I mean, it's extremely leveraged, you know, just with the $200 move that we've seen in gold from 1300 to 1500, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about companies profits doubling, yeah. you know, that's, that's huge. Uh, if they have already had a $200 profit margin, you know, let's say their cost basis for their ounce, each ounce was 1100 and they were selling it for 1300. They had a $200 profit margin and now it's $1,500. It's that's a double what they had before, uh, which is a much greater move than we what we've seen in uh, gold going from 1300 to 1500. And my goodness, if we see silver go back to $35, $40, it's going to be an absolute firework show. And I, and I really do believe that silver is where the leverage gains are going to be. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't want to speculate in the mining shares, you know, silver has some serious upside uh, going forward here. Yeah. And uh, I'll give you a, a, a one little stat I have here. You know, at gold's all time high in 1980 at $800, you know, the, the government admitted inflation rate using their calculator on the Minneapolis Fed, uh, gold would be $2,432 in, in 2018 numbers. That's just going back, you know, to yeah. that 1980 $800 level. Yeah. Silver uh, at $49 will be $149 uh, in, in 2018. They don't yeah. have a full year of inflation data to, to make it, you know, for yeah. September 2019. But that just goes to show you how undervalued the metals are in this environment. I mean, one half of 1% is what the precious metals make up in uh, the U.S. portfolios in terms of, you know, what people own for their investments. Mm-hmm. The average is 2%. And yeah. in 1980, it went up as high as 8, 8%. Uh, so just getting back to the 2% average, I mean, we have explosive upside yeah. in precious metals, and I'm really excited about that. I think $1,500 gold was needed to instill some sort of confidence mm-hmm. and to remind people that gold is not dead. It is possible for it to go higher. Yeah. And I think we're starting to wake a lot of people up. And I hope it sits around here for an extended period of time so people do have an opportunity to take action. Mm-hmm. Because if it starts moving too quickly, too fast, people are going to miss this train and, and literally watch it go right by them because, you know, people don't like jumping into a market as it's starting to go up. Nobody likes to do that. So mm-hmm. I encourage people to get in now before it's too late. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. So let's actually get to the chat a little bit and see if there's any questions out there. I see a lot of activity. And as always, for those that might just be tuning in, I have Kenneth Amadori from uh, Crush the Street joining us. And if you have any questions, uh, just you want to throw out there or comments, you can call in 313-462-0027 or in the chat right over, right up here, right here. Um, you could just uh, highlight at Rethinking a Dollar and with a question, and then we can go from there. And so I do see a question from Jesse James. It says, Mr. Maduri, it says, why was Harry Dent 
so wrong about the valuation of gold. So I think Harry Dent was calling for like $500 gold. And I think he's changed his tune, I imagine. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on that particular analysis? Because he's a, you know, he's an analyst. So I'm sure he, he saw something or thought he saw something. Harry Dent's a smart guy. I mean, he has some of the best analysis out there when it comes to baby boomer demographics, uh, spending, peak spending. Uh, but I, I think his whole, um, his whole thesis on deflation is uh, a little bit too extreme. You know, I, I think there's an overwhelming case for the investment demand for gold. And uh, I don't think we're going to see gold deflate with the rest of the economy to $500 or to $750 mm-hmm. like he's been talking about. Um, but, you know, he's, he's had that prediction for a very long period of time. I mean, he's got some predictions about the stock market going to, I think, like 5,000, mm-hmm. uh, the Dow Jones. I mean, don't quote me on that exactly, but I know he has it going down really low. Yeah. Um, and that may or may not happen either because – you know, to a certain degree, if we see the dollar collapse, which I see that happening ultimately, uh, the stock market, you know, as a measuring stick, just like gold, will actually go up in terms of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the interim, you know, uh, I do see some deflationary forces taking place, but I don't see it taking gold down to to five hundred or eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just my opinion. I don't think we'll see $1,300 gold ever again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we will see. But yet, you know, I believe that if, if there was some way to have for the, for the powers of be to have one big slam of metals in their last little hoorah, I think just the, uh, the, the premiums on top of the metals would probably definitely try to make up some of that difference. So even if it went to, say, 500 ounce, there stands a lot of coin shops and bullion dealers that stand to lose a lot. So the premiums may be 150 or 100 or something crazy. I think I had David Morgan on. He was talking about the, you know, the chance of it being a 30% premium on silver especially. So, But we, we have a question. Uh, let's try to get to this question. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello? Hi there. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Dave. How are you doing, Dave? From South Florida. From South Florida. What's your question or what's your thought for Mr. Amadori? Okay, I just want to give you uh, kudos, Mike. I've been following you and you have really uh, progressed in your uh, evaluation of the economic situation. I appreciate all your information. Thank you, sir. Um, and uh, I want to know about confiscation. You don't really talk about it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, uh, the host, uh, what's his feeling on that confiscation of gold by the government? Okay, sounds good. Appreciate your question, my friend. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Amadori, what are your thoughts on confiscation? Um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of people do throw that out there in, in concern of somebody coming to get it from the government. What are your thoughts on that? I think um, it's something that's possible. I mean, when you go back to what happened in the 30s, uh, you know, gold was $20 an ounce and uh, they confiscated everyone's gold and they revalued it at $35. That was a that they stole from the people essentially like three billion dollars mm-hmm. uh, just like that. You know, it was kind of a, a covert action, really not overt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't necessarily think that they're going to to take people's gold in this situation. Number one, they, I don't think many people have that much gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's again, it's only one half of one percent of U.S. holdings compared to you know what is out there. I think they're really going to attack it from you know a, uh, an inflationary standpoint. Really go in and, and inject the economy mm-hmm. with new money, and uh, it, it's going to be hard to to say exactly how that's going to play out. I know countries like Russia and China, they're encouraging their people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Vladimir Putin removed the VAT tax mm-hmm. on gold. I mean, so he's essentially encouraging people, incentivizing people uh, to own gold. Whereas in the U.S., we don't exactly have that. In Canada, they don't have any gold. And, um, you know, countries like China and Russia, they're basically getting ready to back their currency, back Mm -hmm. the ruble, back the yuan with gold because people own it. And, you know, it's a fundamentally sound way for people to uh, have a a fundamental wealth. Um, But as far as confiscation goes, you know, things would have to get very extreme. uh, But I'll be upfront with you on that. And my disclaimer is I do. Uh, hold a lot of my gold uh, personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, something that people should consider, you mm-hmm. know, not necessarily at my house or uh, whatnot. I mean, you know, strategically in places that you know and where people can't find it. I yeah. mean, that's what I would say without getting too, uh, uh, giving anybody too much <laughs> information uh, information and, and advice on how to how to go about this because you know obviously um, if the government wants you to do something uh, you know that might be a real big conflict right mm-hmm. to to not listen to the authorities so uh, I'm walking a a really uh, <laughs> shaky line here by giving people information on that so I'll pass it back to you Mike yeah, and, and that's fair enough and, and it's all this is all opinion based information that's all this is I say can. Cons- Consider me, you know, basically lying to you until you go prove it, prove me otherwise or whatever. So, yeah, just just a little disclaimer. But um, it looks like we have another question on the chat. It looks like from Jeff. It says, how much silver do most people have? And do you think people have a, li- a little, a lot, none? A little and not a lot, none. A little or none when it comes to silver. I think uh, most people don't own uh, silver. I don't know the exact statistics on it. Again, I, I can go to the one half of 1% of people owning precious metals in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but silver is where the opportunity is uh, to have that leverage gain, right? Gold mm-hmm. going from 1500 to $1,900 gold. What is that? Like 20, 25%, 30%. I don't know what the math is exactly in my head. Uh but, uh, you know, silver going back to its all-time high of 49. I mean, we're talking about a triple-digit return mm-hmm. just going back to the all-time high. So the opportunity in silver is absolutely huge. Uh, most people don't own it. In fact, the way the market has traded since 2011, most people have gotten really frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you you know people. And, I, you know, I mean, I know Andy Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's openly sold his precious metals mm-hmm. uh, for crypto. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who, who got in that boat who were just all in on precious metals and, you know, got frustrated, tired of the, the manipulation. They got tired of J.P. Morgan and the crooks there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they got out of it. And here we are now with this revival in the precious metals market. And I'm afraid a lot of people are going to completely miss it. So mm-hmm. not many people own silver. 
And uh, I hope that, you know, what I'm saying today is encouraging people to own silver. So right. uh, if you don't own silver, buy it. If you don't own gold, buy some gold, too. Right. And, and so and that's the thing. One thing I've been I've been trying to make a good point of mentioning over the last couple of years is that, you know, in rethinking the dollar or beginning to think about the currency in general, gold and silver, like, you know, we're kind of talking about gold and silver from a investment standpoint. That's kind of what it boils down to as far as the like, words we're using. But yet, if you look at and have the perspective that gold and silver is actual money, and it's it's the rock or the foundation of whatever it is that you're possess whatever you possess. Everything above that, you know, with, with, in, in terms of currency, is what you need because it's legal tender. You need to interact in your in your daily lives with legal tender. And so, in that regards, there you you use that to speculate, to invest, or whatever. But yet, at the end of the day, beginning of the day, your foundation of what you possess more mo- most of should be weight, because weight is something that is is five thousand plus years old. And retains value no matter what happens in those currencies or crypto or whatever. It is what it is. It's a solid constant. Everything above that is what you use to play with in a sense. So, yeah, like I, I, I don't like mentioning like get gold, get silver as like an insurance hedge. No, it's it's money. You're you're playing with fiat currencies, and that's your risk right there. So I want to ask you a question because we talked a little bit about cryptocurrency, and, and somebody mentioned uh, referring to Andy Hoffman. His, his his preferred crypto coin that he was pumping heavily, and it's doing it's done well by the way. But uh, cryptocurrency, the linkage of, of uh, to gold and silver, you know, there are some projects that I'm aware of that are tokenized gold coins on the blockchain, redeemable, da da da, whatever in gold. What are your thoughts on those? Would those be a good way of uh, depending on the project, perhaps, to looking into? Uh, acquiring metals, but yet having a little backage in the form of a coin or token or something between you and your metal? Yeah, absolutely. I think those are fine. Again, there's a little bit of a barrier between you and your metal. You don't mm-hmm. exactly have it uh, as you would you know, an ounce of gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can trust the, the blockchain, which that's the beauty of the blockchain, it's immutable, it's transparent. And if you can... Uh, have some verifiable uh, evidence that it is backed by the precious metals. Um, yeah, that's definitely something that's that's very interesting, and you know, definitely better than the U.S. dollar, which has nothing. I mean, you know, how many people have millions of dollars in just this this paper mm-hmm. that is backed by nothing? Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things too. If it's if you're trusting it on the blockchain. Um, why can't whoever's the co- the custodian of it, you know, steal it in some sort of collapse scenario? Mm-hmm. Co- is your gold safe? Like, yeah. hey, you know, the world's the world's on fire. Uh, you know, you call up the custodian and you want to demand delivery of it. You know, it might not be your best solution in a, a, a shit hit the fan scenario, right? Right. right. I and agree. so, um, you know, that's just something to consider, but. You know, in general, uh, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's a very interesting thing. The blockchain is something that I believe is going to be here to stay uh, for the future. I love Bitcoin, by the way. I I am not a Bitcoin hater whatsoever. (laughs) I think it's destined for, you know, $50,000 plus. I think we've talked about that. Uh, But it's it's a totally different animal than gold. Uh, this is something that's only been around for 10 years. Gold has had 5,000 years mm-hmm. to uh, f- effectively decide what the price is. Bitcoin's been 
around for for 10 years and you know we're still trying to get atms in different parts of the world mm -hmm. and people are still trying to understand it uh just a small amount of capital moving into that space which i believe is happening when you know you have all these this managed money hedge funds start to enter the crypto space to a much larger degree mm -hmm. it's going to push the price higher and i think there's a lot of excitement uh that we're still waiting to have yeah. uh, in the crypto space uh, I know you didn't ask about that, but oh, no, that's no. just something that's passionate. Uh, that's a passion for me. Yeah. And so definitely I, I am a you know believer in the technology that has been introduced to us. I just don't I'm not a fan of the intentions and how it seems to just be presented to us at this particular time as, you know, the fiat currency system is coming to an end. So I'm real suspicious on that. But I'll leave that alone. But um, the technology is great. Unfortunately, I think, you know, let's just talk about your thoughts on. As th in, in the next decade, as things unravel, we start to see more of the truth. People start to feel more of the discomfort. We start to probably begin to even ramp up the, the loss of the reserve currency, depending on what's rolled out there to us. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on what will be positioned next? You know, do you see gold and silver being uh, implemented back into the system on an international level for trade? You see a, a, a basket of whatever, you know, Jim Rickers got the SDR and, you know, what are some things you probably, you know, guess or think about in the future? Well, I think uh, what, what it's going to come down to is probably uh, less of a U.S. role in the global financial system. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see countries uh, trading more in their own currencies, mm -hmm. you know, China and Russia, you know, maybe some more bilateral trades, things like that. Um and, and that's ultimately what's going to happen. I don't necessarily think gold is going to be, you know, the, the backing of these currencies directly. Mm -hmm. But keep something in mind. I mean, you can take, uh, you know, the gold out of money, but you mm -hmm. can't take the money out of gold, if, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah. the same way that they removed gold from, you know, the, the, gold, the gold standard, they removed mm -hmm. it. You know, gold is now fifteen hundred dollars, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't remove the value that gold has just by saying it's not correlated to the paper dollar anymore, no matter what it is. So yeah. regardless of people are, you know, if it's a government thing where, you know, we start to use gold and trade it around or not, I think gold's gonna have that value in people. Mm -hmm you know, at the core are going to always use it for wealth storage and ultimately trade, right? I yeah. mean, just because I, I store some wealth in precious metals, you know, ultimately, if whenever I want to use it, I sell and I trade, you know, I buy something with, it. I buy a house, I buy food, I buy ammo, I, I do something with yeah. that, that metal, even though I'm not necessarily bartering with it directly. Uh, which could happen at some point. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily see that happening uh, directly with gold. I don't think countries are going to be going on any sort of standard. Right. I do, I do agree as well. Now, as we draw towards the end of our chat, I want to definitely open up. Anyone out there have any questions or thoughts, give us a call, 313-462-0027. Or in the chat, you can throw a question out there. And so here's a, here's a question that I'm going to throw out there, Kenneth. You can answer it if you feel comfortable or you don't. But it's one of the things where, you know, people can say, okay, they're always talking about get gold, get silver, whatever. They talk about that, you know, but how, what are some, you know, give us some, some allocation examples of how, you know, it will be recommended. And so you've been in this space educating people for quite some time now. So you've talked to a lot of smart people. So you've, you know, increased your knowledge just through mere association. And so, you know, you're not a financial advisor. Neither am I. We're, this is our opinion. 
but I want to throw out some scenarios. So if someone's watching right now and they're, you know, single mom, you know, inner city, you know, just barely have enough. They may have a thousand dollars and you were saying, OK, uh, question was, Kenneth, you know, what do I do? My, I only have a thousand dollars to my name. You know, you know, in your opinion, you know, how can I be a part of this movement that you're talking about that's so important with a thousand dollars? You know, so that that's interesting, right? We're not talking about a, a lump sum that someone saved for 40 years, like we talked earlier, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's maybe, you know, a couple months of, of savings or, or three or four months of savings, but not a lot of career of savings. Mm-hmm. Because of that, if you don't have anything, especially in this current environment, I'd say go ahead and buy, you know, as much gold as you can with that amount of money, mm-hmm. right? You know, and again, if, if we're talking about, you know, a dollar amount that was, hey, you know, this was 10 years of savings, five years of savings. Then you start to talk about allocation a little more. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in that example, I mean, there, it's not going to hurt to go all in on gold, mm-hmm. especially with gold at fifteen hundred and it likely moving much higher in the near term, uh, because honestly, there's not much else out there where you can capture that much value. I mean, the stock market right now you know, at all time highs, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's going to outpace gold here in the short term. Yeah. Right. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So um, I would say, you know, definitely uh, put that thousand dollars in in an ounce of gold or if you're a little more aggressive. And I don't well, think there's well, much thousand, risk in this wall, would, silver. That thousand wouldn't get an ounce of gold. So of would gold, you right? say more silver? Then go. You can you can get you maybe two. You can get you maybe three twenty uh twenty rolls twenty roll pack of of, of uh, government minute coins. So with a thousand, would you say get silver or or get three or four you know one tenth gram gold type of situations or what? Just throw out there. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I did when I when I had my first thousand dollars. I bought silver. Yeah. And I would tell somebody. Uh, to do the same exact thing. You're right. S- yeah. Silver is the place to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the current, what, 80 mm-hmm. something to one yeah. uh, ratio, uh, just just playing that mm-hmm. going forward here and, and that revaluing, I do believe silver is going to seriously, significantly outpace gold uh, over the next couple of years. Okay. And then the very last question, I'm going to throw it out there because say if we have someone watching that's a little older now, and they have, you know, I believe there's going to be a banking situation pretty soon with negative interest rates. And Jamie Dimon recently said they're preparing for negative rates. And so, um, if, so if someone has, say, $100,000 sitting in a savings account and they knew they were going to take it out, now they're like, man, I- I'm open to just hearing about ideas and suggestions from people who believe things are occurring. Now, you know, what? how would a $100,000 mixture look like? Examples. You know, um, you know, this is this has to uh, obviously it's very nuanced, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what your debt situation looks yeah. like. Have you paid off your real estate? Have you uh, no debt? You, no, debt no, no debt? No, no, no nothing. nothing. It's hundred thousand. They're gonna take it out and do something with it. What would you? What yeah, would you? What would you? You know, you know, I would probably tell them to put fifteen to twenty percent mm-hmm. in precious metals, mm-hmm. uh, because look, um, you know, if we do have a reset and something big happens, which I do see coming, even if you had that much money in gold and silver, I mean, it's very possible that we see the physical precious metals go up 10x, mm-hmm. maybe more if we see hyperinflation happen, right? Yeah. And 10x on your $100,000 would make that you know 
$15,000, That's mm-hmm. the kind of insurance that you have with just even putting a, a little bit of money in, in precious metals. Now, you know, the rest, you know, I would, I would consider some real estate with it. Mm-hmm. If you can, you know, even get some loans. Um, I'm not opposed to that, but you, that's, this is deeper questions where we need to start talking about, you know, what cities still have some opportunity are significantly undervalued. Mm-hmm. And I, I like real estate. That's yeah. something that I'm very much about. I mean, if we see hyperinflation, that's rents going higher, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. own a real asset similar to, to precious metals. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there are certain stocks that I would consider holding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll tell you one, I don't think Coca-Cola is going anywhere. I don't, I know it's not the most healthiest thing in the world, uh, but they're expanding into a bunch of different things, health drinks, vitamin water, you know, uh, you know all the, all the different uh, type of health drinks to get away from the stigma of high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Uh, but I think Coca-Cola is going to be around forever. And again, in a hyperinflationary situation, Coke's a global company. Mm-hmm. They're going to charge more. Yeah. So I don't think Coke's going to zero in a collapse environment. So yeah. again, it's about really stacking the odds in your favor so that you have something left to show at the end of the day when you do have that, you know, decades of, of wealth that you've saved and you're trying to preserve. So, um, you know, by having a diversified portfolio and stacking the odds in your favor, you, know, you don't have to stress out every single day worrying about what's going to happen out there because uh, you're going to float. That, yeah. That's exactly what you want to do. Yeah, well, I, I, I do agree with that as well. And so uh, people were typing in their thoughts and comments as to the, if the questions were posed to them. So appreciate the participation in the uh, chat as well as the person called in. Missed a call or two, but yet we'll have to have you on another time. But Kenneth, it's been great uh, hanging out with you as always, my friend. Uh, Cross the street. Uh, any last thoughts you want to leave us with? Any information, anything people can go to be a blessing to you and your work and stay in tune with what's going on? Appreciate that, Mike. Uh, well, uh, we, we have a special report that we created for everyone who are looking to you know, be a little more aggressive in the, the precious metals area. If you're interested in uh, some more leveraged returns, uh, some more leveraged exposure, uh, we did a report on some mining stocks. And there's not that many out there that are, you know, really good, really quality ones. And uh, we did a special report. We got four of them at crushthestreet.com forward slash 4W. And uh, it's a must read for people. Uh, This is a very exciting time. Uh, It's time to strike while the iron is hot. And uh, the window of opportunity to really profit in this environment is going to close and i want people positioned now before it becomes a frenzy so i'd highly recommend people to go to that link uh slash 4w for that report and uh, again mike thanks for having me on the show and for everyone's time today all right appreciate you okay so other than that everybody's been great hanging out this evening uh if you've found any value whatsoever out of this back and forth and just really were charged up and encouraged to continue to to get your weight up Make sure you guys, you know, donate a thumbs up to this uh, video here. And then for those that want, share this information with your family and friends because this is something that you're not going to hear on Fox, CNN, and all those other channels. They're going to tell you to, you know, buy the dip, buy stocks, and, and all that stuff they be telling people. So lead them right to the slaughter. But as always, it's been great hanging out. Be blessed, be safe, and I'll see you guys later. Peace.